Okay, we ready to go? Okay. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mike DPXRO podcast. I don't like that intro. Um, I'm going to do it over one more time. Ready? Ooh, it is going on everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mike DPXRO podcast. This is the uncut, unfazed, un, whatever you want to call it podcast and uh i got a couple of topics i do want to talk about if i feel like i want to talk about some more shit i'll go into some more shit you guys just sit listen relax and i'm gonna keep on trying to put out more more content uh and whenever i kind of just like feel like i want to talk about some shit i will um but if you guys want to see more uh more and more me talking on this podcast, uh, that means I should start doing a little bit more than rather than just doing it like once, whenever I feel like it. I'm gonna try to do it maybe like at least once a week at any time. Really, I haven't really set a, a specific time what when I want to do it uh, during the week. So just keep a lookout. I mean, I'll drop whatever I can during the week, and I do want to get back into it because I have been slacking a little bit. Uh, just been been kind of busy with uh, doing other stuff like I don't know, like making music and trying to figure out my future for uh, 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 for for teaching. Like I want to be a teacher, so I had to figure some stuff out. Have busy busy with that. Uh, busy trying to get myself uh, um, ready to go again to finally do these and commit to them. So we'll see. And uh, thanks for tuning in for today's episode. And we're gonna get rolling with the uh, this weekend. There is a, a fight uh, between Khabib and Poirier at UFC 242. I'm looking really, I'm looking really forward to this to this uh, main event. Not really because of that, other than the the Khabib and Poirier fight, and that's the only really fight I'm really looking forward to. Maybe the Felder Barboza fight. Uh, I'm just looking forward to Khabib kind of going back in the ring again since he's fought. And, um, last time he was he fought was uh, McGregor and he fucking demolished him, destroyed him. And I want to see if he can still remain undefeated. I just think Khabib is an absolute fucking monster. Um, uh, he, he people underestimate him with his strikes on a, on the ground. He isn't all that bad obviously he's better on a ground he's one of the he's the best probably ground fighter in in the in this in the an octagon right now and he showed that obviously against all of his opponents um mcgregor in particular like he absolutely um owned mcgregor on the ground i mean mcgregor uh put up a, a pretty good fight took some good shots in that fight but um Khabib is just like one of those guys, one of those monsters on the ground that you can't really, uh, couldn't, you can control as much as you can, but he, he, he knows how to wait to just wear down their opponents. And so, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Poirier can put up with that. Um, and the last time Poirier fought was the 13th of April. Um, against I believe it was Max Holloway, and he won a decision. And so, 
he both respective uh, champions in their divisions. Um, Poirier is the champion of his lightweight division, um, well, interim lightweight champion, and Khabib is also, I believe, the lightweight champion as well. Yeah, they're both they're both lightweight champions, I guess you could say, but they're both sharing a title, and and so. Both of them obviously have something to prove. They both want to have that light, that lightweight title for themselves, of course. So it's going to be interesting to uh, to see what what unfolds in uh, in uh, UFC uh, two forty two this weekend. Um, I'll probably watch it after uh, I do some tomatoes this weekend. We're doing some tomatoes. We're making tomato sauce at my at my nuna's house, and they have we do it every year. Um, this year we've got sixteen bowls of tomatoes. Um, so you, what you basically the processes of making tomato sauce is you gotta buy the, you gotta buy the tomatoes, which I which me and my nonna went out to last week. We went to a place called Colangelo Grocers um, in in Scarborough. Uh, I can't read. Really, I don't really know where exactly where it is, but just look it up. It's Colangelo's, and so we. You have to you have to buy the tomatoes in bushels first. You have to buy sixteen bushels of tomatoes, which is just, just like big big wicket baskets full of tomatoes. Um, probably like I think they're I'm not sure if they're San Marzano or what type of tomatoes they are. Um, I would say like plum, not 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 like the big round tomatoes. The more plum and I think the other plum or San San Marzano, you just get better juice out of them when you eventually like have to crush them down into sauce. So you have to buy the tomatoes. We bring them back to my nonno's house because that's where we do the, the whole the whole operation. And you and we um, put them in the garage, and then he basically during the week he looks through all of them and sees which ones are good, which ones are bad. Um, so he obviously takes out all the rotten ones, all the bad ones, because you're gonna have a few in there. Uh, not a big deal because this is, there's more good ones than there is bad ones. And so he goes through those, picks out all the bad ones, and then come this Friday, actually, we're going to be, we have to wash them all first. So I'm not, I'm, I don't really go through the washing process. I'm usually not really there. I'm usually there just during like the, during uh, another process, which I won't get into. So we have to wash them all basically. And then come Saturday, this Saturday, we're going to be, um, you have to basically you sit around a basically how it works you sit around a big circle with like buckets of tomatoes and you have so basically you have your tomatoes sitting in below your feet your washed tomatoes in a bucket of water and you get a tomato and there's and you also have another you also have another bucket beside you for the stems and the like the the insides of the tomato where um we kind of just take out and peel because you don't want that in that in the sauce during the grinder some some i guess i think some families they just leave the whole stem in there just they just put the whole tomato through the machine um because the stem eventually does get taken out but our family we take the stems out and we take the stems out have the bucket into their feet bucket of tomato stem bucket beside us take the, the stem with a knife peel peel the stem out put put the, the stems in this little bucket and then we put a, and then we put like a a big bucket in the middle where everybody's surrounded by basically who has their own buckets that are cutting. We have this big bucket in the middle where we toss 
the, the peeled and the gutted tomatoes in there. And then within that bucket that goes in the middle, that those tomatoes go in like a big pot, right? And this big pot is sit on like a big, like a giant burner, which is uh, fueled by propane. So you put the burner, um, you connect the burner to the propane tank and you put this big pot on, you put the tomatoes in, you cook them down, basically until they're nice and soft and more, 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 uh, more juice comes out of it. And then from that point, once the juice is out of the tomatoes and they're more cooked down, um, you set up this, this machine. So I don't know how to really explain it. So you, so, um, think of it as a, as a big, like, like a upside down T. Okay. So like a capital T. Think of the upside down tea. So you put the tomatoes in through the top, through the top funnel, and it goes through this machine. It grinds out. So on one end, so on one end, there's it shoots out all like the the dried skin and the other stuff that comes out at the end, which you which you which you throw out basically because you don't want that in your sauce. And on the other end, there's just like basically like a just 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 the juice, just the sauce that comes out. It just trips in. You put a bucket underneath where the where the the sauce trips out, and and you catch all the juice, right? And so how that works? Once the juice is collected in the bucket, you put that fresh tomatoes juice sauce, whatever you want to call it. At this point, some some families I know I've heard know that some families they just either just leave it leave it and then you just jar it right right there and then but what we do it how we do it is we take the that juice and we put it back inside the pot and we cooked it we cook it just a little bit right um just a little bit and then throw in some basil and that's really about it that cooks for a cup maybe like an hour i don't know you'd have to ask my no maybe i'll get them on here one time for a podcast um for about an hour i would say maybe something like that and then from that point, you had you have like jar empty jars lined up and cleaned out jars. You have a little like funnel, and you put them on top of the jar. And then you have like this little like mini pot where you scoop the tomato sauce and you pour it in the jar. Basically, you seal it up and then you put it back inside the the, the baskets uh, where we where you originally got the tomatoes in. And then you line well. First of all, you line the the tomato basket with we we line it with um uh like basically like a tablecloth or a cloth something like that just because the the sauces the sauces are so the, the the jars are so hot and you don't want them also being want them rattling around basically in like this open basket so it kind of keeps it nice and tight nice and warm uh, if you put like the tea towel or you put like the um, tablecloth in there. And so, once that happens, you put you put the tomatoes in the jar. You put them in the um, in the basket upside down. I don't know why we do it upside down. We just do it, and then that basically sits. I don't know for a couple of maybe like a week, maybe a week and a half, and then you put them in the you put them in cases, and then we send them off to the to the fat to our to our families. Um, but our sauces is one of those sauces that you you can just pour on right away. You can just warm up, pour it on a plate of pasta like that. You actually kind of have to like uh, get your you have to add, you have to cook it more, right? So it's not fully cooked. So you have to what we do is 
you know whatever you want to do you put a little bit of olive oil at the bottom of the pan you put a little bit of onions or garlic you you let the onions and garlic ferment kind of get brown and, and then you put your tomato sauce and let it cook for half an hour or maybe 45 minutes so nice and thick right and you and you serve your pasta and the best part is is when you when we go over there every year when you go over there every year you we um our nun, my nonna she saves maybe two two jars three jars for the night so that fresh sauce will be made we get to try it the same day so she'll make pasta she'll make the the, the uh sauce and and uh so we get to try the fresh sauce which is um it's obviously freaking delicious um it's uh it's it's a whole process and i'm sure there's other families out there that do the same shit and uh it's pretty fun to just get to spend time with your family stuff like that right and it's it's a it's a whole process so uh it's something man it's really something uh this is this all came from the khabib and poirier uh let me talk about khabib and poirier i don't know how i got onto the tomato sauce i actually don't remember but yeah khabib and poirier big fight coming up this weekend uh felder barboza was like their undercard it was like their co-main event i guess you could say um this card isn't really all that good as two ufc 242 isn't all that uh splendid uh last ufc 241 was fucking insane um can't wait to see what comes out of that i want to see the diaz and masvidal fight happen for sure i think that'll be a fucking insane fight um so yeah ufc 242 could be versus poirier gonna be gonna be something to watch um moving on to our next topic uh it's kind of old but like kind of new in the same way i don't know if it's still happening but this whole popeye's chick-fil-a type of sandwich fiasco uh I'm not sure which one I heard Chick-fil-A. A lot of people, I watch a lot of reviews online and people say Chick-fil-A is still better. But people have been lining up to try Popeye's chicken sandwich. I guess because it's brand new and you would think Popeye's would have a good fucking chicken sandwich because they're known for their chicken, obviously, their fried chicken. Um, I don't know. Like, I would have to try it, obviously, for myself. Um, but Chick-fil-A is getting the W according to a lot of reviews online. Popeyes, the I think they might happen in Canada. I gotta try it. I heard I heard they have different regulations or something like that uh, for cooking regulations in America. So I heard it won't be that as good. But I guess I have to try it and find out for myself. Maybe maybe this weekend sometime when I have a cheat day or something like that, I'll give it a, a try. But Chick Fil A, I will still have to wait because apparently they're they are coming to Toronto. They're having a they're opening up their first Toronto location, um, downtown, I believe. Let me look this up. Chick, Filet, Toronto. Uh, I don't know when it's coming. I think it's oh Young Street. So yeah, kind of like yeah, as a downtown Toronto. Let me see where this is on Google Maps here. Uh, Bloor and Young. So yeah, that's downtown Toronto for sure. That's uh, that's right in the heart. I say something around there. Um, so yeah, they're 
Chick-fil-A is coming to Toronto and it's probably fucking insanely busy when it first comes here. So gonna have to probably wait a while before I get a chicken sandwich. Uh, I'm okay, I'm a patient dude. I can wait for shit. I can wait for some stuff. Some some things I can for, some things I, I, I can. Uh depends on what it is. For a chicken sandwich, I can wait for a chicken sandwich. I'm not in a in a rush to go line up for a chicken sandwich. I know so many people out there are gonna be fucking lining up uh for 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 a goddamn chicken sandwich that you could probably make better at home if you if you even just try to fucking make it yourself. You know what I mean? I mean Chick-fil-A, yeah, it's it's good, but for a chicken sandwich, I don't know if I'd line up for all that time, but if it's that good, maybe maybe I might. Maybe I will. I probably won't. Uh so yeah, Popeyes and Chick-fil-A and um Well, I don't know if which, like I said, a lot of people are saying the Chick-fil-A one is still better. Um, the Popeye's one looks pretty good. The Popeye's one is like, like the chicken just looks a lot meatier and a lot juicier and a lot crispier. And they have like mayo on it and they have like two pickles, which is kind of sketchy because um, with a big piece of chicken like that, that's kind of suspect putting two pieces of pickles on it. Um, you should probably at least three or four, kind of line up the whole, the whole patty type of thing and just like two down the middle, um, which, which is, I don't know, like to me, like I gotta have more, a little bit more pickles on my, on my sandwich to even taste it. Like, I don't think I would even taste it. Maybe like through like one or two bites, I taste it, but like you should, the head office or some shit should change that shit or put some more pickles on there. Just put a shit ton of mayo on there. I've seen it how I've seen it on people's sandwiches and like it's all looks the same all the time. And a little shit ton of mayo. I mean mayo's fucking good, but like how much mayo do you put on a fucking sandwich? Um before it gets all soggy or the bread gets soggy shit like that. But I heard the fucking bread is good from Popeye's so and a Chick-fil-A sandwich they don't put nothing on their sandwich. It's just a piece of chicken and bread. Um, I, th- I think, right? Chick-fil-A. I'm going to look it up. Ch- what's what's on a Chick-fil-A sandwich? Or a chicken sandwich. What is on uh, chick? I, th- I think it's just empty. So, I mean, if you're beating out, if you're beating out Popeye's with just an empty chicken sandwich with nothing on there, I mean, I gotta give you, I gotta give you some props for that, man. Because like, okay, hold on. It says refined peanut oil, toasted bun, butter. Oh, buttered bun with a with dill pickle chips. So it's basically like just like dill pickle, whatever rounds or sauces, whatever you wanna call them. Okay, okay. So butter bun, chicken, and then you got a little bit of pickles. So they wanna do a different route with the butter bun. Um, I think I would. I think I would. I would like the the mayo on my sandwich, but or, but the chicken is. I haven't tried the chicken yet, so that might be the deciding factor. Same with Popeyes. I don't know. I can't believe I'm thinking you fucking even talking about this. It's just a chicken chicken sandwich. Uh, not a big deal to get over over over. Is a zealot? Is that a fucking zealot? I think that's a new word of the day. Zealot. Over. Over zealant, over zealous, too zealous in attitude or behavior. 
Okay. But what the fuck does zealous mean? Zealous. Zealous. Uh, having her showing zeal. Okay, what does fucking zeal mean now? Like, they gotta search up all these words before I can fucking figure out what it means. Zeal. There it is. Great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of cause or an object. Of a cause or an object. Okay, so I was super, I was super, I'm being zeal, 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 I'm not being zeal right now, uh, for really nothing, I mean, I haven't even tried it yet, but like, I'm kind of, now, now I'm getting, now I'm getting zeal for these sandwiches, because my leg is even shaking right now, uh, I need to, I need, I want to try these kind of badly, maybe I might line up for a couple of days, maybe I'll get somebody to line up for me and I'll pay them fucking a chicken sandwich. I'll buy them their own chicken sandwiches and give me a chicken sandwich. Overzealous. It's new word of the day. Zealous. I'm going to start using it. I'm gonna, I'll be like to walk up to people and just be like, hey, you're zealous. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, zealous. Zealous. I like that word. Uh, okay, now I'm getting overzealous. So, producing uh so I recently just actually just dropped a, a song. It's on my SoundCloud. Uh, uh, Mike Dot. Sorry, it's Mike DiPietro, or you can search up Mike Dips. Um, I'm gonna, let me get that. Let me get that right. I think it's Mike Dips because I, I just changed my name, but I'm pretty sure it comes up as Mike Dips still on SoundCloud. Actually, you know what? Just go to my Instagram, Mike Dot Click the link in my bio, and it's, it'll take you right to the song. It's called Another Studio. So I basically produced, I started, I didn't produce in another studio, but like I started producing in another studio because basically my, my brother is actually, he also produces techno and he does a little bit of DJing on the side and he was, he went away for a festival and he wanted to take my speakers and cause he wanted to use them to have a little after party, whatever with his friends or whatever. And, um, and so he's like, yeah, just use mine. Just use my. He has his own little studio downstairs in the basement. So he's like, yeah, just use mine uh, when I'm gone and whatever like that, right? So I did. I used it a little bit. That's why I started the track. Um, so that, that's why it's called Another Studio. Isn't that something? Isn't that like, isn't, isn't that surprising? Not really. Um, so yeah, that's why it's called Another Studio. And Lisa yesterday... And it only has 20 fucking plays, which just, jeez, I thought I was going to have more, but whatever, I'm just starting out, no big deal. Um, can't get overzealous about it. Just used it again. Uh, word of the day. Uh, so, yeah, you can't get too overzealous about that shit. Use it one more time, there it is. And, yeah, so, I... I, there's some things I need to still work on as far as producing. Like, I just started like a year ago or so. So, like, there's things, obviously, that need to still be, still be worked on. But it's pretty cool, you know what I mean, to be making something of your own, right? Um, creating something. Um, it just all starts with an idea, and then just it just takes off from there, right? And that's with, like, anything, anything artistic. I mean, um, it, it just putting your idea out there and then you never know like it, it just builds and builds and you, you have something so that you might be proud of or you don't like but like even if you don't like it there might be people out there that might like your shit right and you got to do it for yourself right the stuff that you're creating it's better to do it um 
knowing that you like it yourself, right? Or you want to do it for yourself and not for anybody else's um, reasonings, right? And so, yeah, create something from yourself, man. It's 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 a it's a, it's a, never really thought about it until now that I'm, now that I say it on the podcast, really. Um, it's pretty pretty cool. I mean, it's something too. Um, uh, I don't remember, but like I mean, it's it's just like you have something. You start off something so small, and you planted the seed, right? It's like watering the seed. I'm getting really, I'm getting really emotional. Not emotional, but I'm getting really, really um deep into it. But like it's true. Like you think about it. Think about with with like with like even starting a business or or um what other thing fuck um or even or even just like whatever starting a habit it's planting that seed planting the idea of doing of doing this certain thing right of say if you wanted to break a habit of say you wanted to wake up in the morning right early all right so you plant the idea of already waking up in your head in your head early enough and your and your body reacts to it, and you start doing it, and like you know what I mean, it just becomes something you grow into it, right? It's planting that seed, planting that idea first, and even if it might not take off right away, I mean, if the idea is still there, and if you're sitting up thinking about it constantly, or you're doing it, working on it constantly, whatever physically or mentally, you're doing it constantly, and then I mean, it, it becomes something um, that you could be potentially be proud of, right? And um, that also all starts a breaking out of your comfort zone as well. Um, breaking out of your comfort zone uh, really kind of help helps me in a way to um, break certain patterns in my life, break certain ha- habits in my life. Um, I've always shied away from being uncomfortable, like I didn't like it. And it's something that I've gone, become more, more, uh, more prone to enjoying. Like I enjoy the feeling of being comfortable. Like I uh, like, I enjoy the feeling of thinking about being uncomfortable because I know something will come out of it, right? Like think about the times when you've done something uncomfortable, and I know I have, and you feel a whole lot better because you just you just did that uncomfortable thing, right? And what all I can really say is that is if when any time you f- you feel uncomfortable while doing something, the best thing to do is just do it because you're gonna feel a whole lot better. And usually when you're when something maybe feel uncomfortable, um, it's probably it's probably like if you think about it, it's something you should probably do if you feel uncomfortable, right? You should probably go talk to that girl or you should probably go um I don't know take a cold shower you should probably get up and go run you should probably go do exercise you should probably go I don't know like whatever thing something that makes you feel uncomfortable um just embrace that feeling right and and say okay this is me being uncomfortable. I should probably, I should have a mental. Okay, I should probably do this. Or another really good thing that kind of helps me is, is like, is um, 
think about think about having somebody putting a gun to your head right when you're do, when you want to do something uncomfortable and think about well, somebody putting a gun to your head and they're saying you better do this right now or I'm gonna shoot the fucking you know what I mean like sh- I'm gonna shoot you I'm gonna shoot you in your fucking head and that, for some reason for me like you've been using that lately and it's been mentally getting me ready to go to do stuff to get out there and fucking just get out there and do it right and get out of that comfortable um, situation, uncom- get out of that comfortable situation, go and be acceptable of being uncomfortable. And that can really push people um, uh, out of their comfort zone. Is if you just think about that, or there's also like a five second rule where you go, you think, you say to yourself, that as soon as you feel like you're being lazy or you, you should do something uncomfortable, it's, five four three two one and then just go and do it right count yourself and you had five four three two one and go and do it and and um it's it's helpful to, to get out of those uh uncomfortable situations or get out of the comfortable situations um because it's it gets you to go do it without even really you really want to do it do it but like you have to because you have this mental um, battle with yourself to say five, four, three, two, one, go do it, or I'm gonna shoot you if you don't do it. Like do it, do it as a, as if. I think also think about would you would if you were to die today, would you be happy with what you do? Like would you be happy with who you are or what you're doing today if you're gonna die today or something like that, right? You look at yourself in the mirror and say that shit, and then it's and I do that, and if it's the answer is no, then it's time to change. Um, what it is that you're doing or what it is that you like to do or whatever the case may be. If it's always no, you know, if I'm going to die today, would I be happy with what I'm doing or would I, would I, you know what I mean? I would, if it's, if it's no, then uh, it's time to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I got to change whatever it is I need to change. Right. Um, I'm getting fucking all sweaty and shit just talking about this shit because it's kind of, I know it can help some people out there and I hope it really does. Um, and I know I'm, I'm obviously not that big of a, uh, a podcast just yet, but uh, I hope it kind of helps people understand themselves and understand that being uncomfortable is okay and you're not going to die, right? Um, I, I still said this before in a previous podcast, take a cold shower and see how uncomfortable you feel. Maybe you can overcome that. Then like you, th- you think to yourself, if you can overcome taking a cold shower. Then like doing other things will be pretty easy to you, right? Because you're, you're training your mind to be prone to be okay with being uncomfortable. And it's something that I hope people can take out of this little lesson here is it's, it's that You'll, one, you'll feel better if you do something if you're if you're doing something uncomfortable, and two, you'll break out of your comfort zone obviously by doing something uncomfortable, and you might find new shit about yourself you never even learned before, right? It's uh it's a process of 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 battling through those through those thoughts of I don't know if I should do this or I don't feel like doing that, and just going going up and get being a and embracing that feeling of uncomfortability. Um, and one thing that's, uh, well, for example, like I, I do this, I, I try to, at least it doesn't happen every night, but this, I'll learn about this idea of lucid dreaming and the shit was scary when I first read about it. 
So what basically lucid dreaming is, is basically being aware of your dreams, right? And being present in your dream and noticing that you, you are dreaming. And once you notice that you can dreaming, you can start to create your dreams, um, create the scenery of your dreams. Um, but there's a whole process of, of lucid dreaming that I'm still learning, which I'm, and I'm learning through this book. Um, and it's called Lucid Dreaming um, by, it's called Lucid Dreaming by, uh, or Lucid Dreaming Gateway to Inner Self by Robert Wagner. And I actually have the sample, I haven't read the body yet, but I read uh, a little bit of the sample, or more, actually all of the sample, I got, I got, I'm going to buy it uh, probably right after this podcast because I want to read more about it. But it's, it's crazy what the stuff, some stuff that he's, he's mentioned here, like, hold on, let me see. I can pull something up here. Um, uh, uh-huh, I highlighted some stuff here. Um, okay, so he talks about like. Hold on, on the goal. So focus and attending yourself there. Okay, so it's, um, okay, so it's, he basically, there's one part of the, of the book where he talks about the intent of, um, of lucid dreaming. And, and uh, so he says, concentrated focus with intent. It's simple two part process. One, as the lucid dreamer, concentrate your focus on the place you want to be, then intend yourself to be at the place. Feel it, imagine it, touch it, engage your mind with it. By concentrating on your goal, you naturally dismiss with other concerns and thoughts, sharpening your focus. So he's saying that like when you're lucid dreaming, you should always, I think he's saying that you should always have um, this intent to move and to get to a place you want to be in the dream because I think that if you if you're not having this sheer focus while you're dreaming then you could potentially lose lose out on you can potentially wake up and lose out on lucid dreaming that night or then that certain uh, that certain time right and he says concentrating on the goal as your sole focus then intending yourself there moves your awareness effortlessly. Concentrating on the goal as your sole focus, then intending yourself there, moves your awareness more effortlessly. So concentrating on the goal as a sole focus. So like he's basically saying that like your intent, it'll just make it a whole lot easier for you to dream, lucid dream if you're, if you're focused, if you're focused on, uh, on getting somewhere in your dream, right? And it'll, it'll bring your awareness that you're dreaming because whatever your focus may be, maybe something you can't even do in reality. So you may figure out that, Oh, if I want to go fly on top of a mountain, I'm going to go like, I want to go on a mountain. And you, you realize that you're dreaming then because you're on a mountain. Okay. They're like, okay, this can't be that I'm, that I'm awake. Right. And I'm going to go back to like some of the simple stuff that he said, um, that I've like, that may help you guys start, Maybe if you guys are interested in lucid dreaming yourselves, um, um, then, uh, 
process. Now I'm gonna go back a little bit more. See if we can go back to like more of the beginning. Okay, go forward, 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 forward. What the hell? Okay, going, 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 going. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um. He says our senses our senses provide little distinction between physical reality and the real seeming illusion of the lucid dream. Only mind distinguishes between the two realities. My experience would normally follow what I lucidly expected to feel. Um. Okay, I might forget about that last part. Uh, but only by increasing our conscious awareness in the dream state that we can ever realize that the nature of reality we experience. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to the first one. The first thing I read. Um, our senses provide little distinction between physical reality or the real seeming illusion of the lucid dream. Only the mind distinguishes between the two realities. Um, so he's, I think he's trying to say that when um, you're lucid dreaming, you don't really understand uh, if something is real or something's physical. And... And the only way to understand that is if you understand both your reality and your dream, like in your dream state, right? And there's certain signs that can help you determine whether or not you're dreaming or you're in your reality. And one, um, and and some things like looking at your hands, and in lucid dreams, or well, in reality, you're, if you look at your hands, your palm of your hands, don't look at the palm of your hands right now. And, and you can see your hands, right? And if you touch your, if you put point your finger on your palm of your hand, you your finger won't go through it, right? It's solid. So at that point, you can say, "Okay, I'm awake," and you can cut all your you can cut all your fingers in your hands, right? When you're when you're awake. And lucid dreaming is sort of different, right? You're when you look at your hands, they're sort of blurry, and you put your finger. You can push your finger through your other hand, right? And that's how you can figure out whether or not you're lucid dreaming. And and, and so he's saying that um, the mind doesn't really understand the physical senses. So, like, everything in a dream looks like it's real as fuck. But, like, there's certain things that you can understand um, or certain things that you can kind of see that, that, uh, that may... That may hint that you're in a dream. Uh, for example, I think something to do with a clock. Um, in in a dream state, in a lucid dream state, your the clock um, is. I think it's the hands. The hands. The hands of the clock are always always going or something like that. It's pretty fucking crazy. Um, and so, I had this lucid dream experience. Um, no, I wouldn't say recently, but maybe a couple years ago, because I did was interested in lucid dreaming, but now I wasn't interested in lucid dreaming before, but now I've gotten a little bit more um, interested more into it because it's uh, something I kind of really want to figure out and kind of do. It's pretty fucking sick because you you can do basically do anything in your dream, but like um, so last so last year I was in like I had this dream where I was inside like a house and I was in the house walking in the main floor and all of a sudden water started coming into it right and and, and in dreaming water means that water basically means that you, you should have pissed or you, you have full bladder your bladder's full and 
you should take a piece. So that's what water. If you ever see water in your jeans, that's because you you didn't you didn't take you didn't fucking piss before you went to bed, and you should have pissed. But uh, so the wa water started coming into my dreams, started filling up the house, and I was drowning, right? And not drowning, but like I was swimming on. I was like swimming in the water. Um, and in lucid dreaming, you can't panic because once you panic, realize something is off or right, you, you'll you'll wake up, and that's and 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 uh, you, you can you can realize that if you if you know you're in a lucid dream, you know you you wouldn't panic. And that time I knew I was I was in a lucid dream and I didn't panic, so I was able to stay uh, in the dream. And so basically, uh, I was drowned. I was I was swimming. And in lucid dream, you can basically, if you focus on something that you want to create in the dream, it'll happen. And obviously, so what would anybody do who's swimming and when, when there's like big amounts of water? Uh, uh, in the dream, some maybe, maybe some people would have probably just dreamed that the water was gone. But I, I didn't dream that. I dreamed that I manifested in the dream for a lifeboat. And I was focused on life. Well, I'm like I was picturing myself on a lifeboat while I was on this water, and sure enough, the 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 lifeboat manifested in my dream, and it was just kind of it's kind of surreal moment realizing in my dream that just 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 should just happen. And when I woke up, I I, re I remember, and I still I remember it now. Like this was like a, a year ago, and like I still remember it. And it was insane. Because like how powerful, and how cool you can what shit you can do in dreams. Like if you ever watch the movie Inception, like anybody who hasn't watched that movie is, um, is missing out on a great fucking film. And like it's it's such a it's such a difficult movie though to like understand because there's so many levels and so many interpretations of the movie that you basically have to watch it a couple times to understand it fully and uh, and be aware of it. Um, let me just say, if you ever watch it, look at Leo's ring finger. Okay. So like I gotta say, look at Leo's ring finger and basically the movie is just so deep and so well, so well produced by, um, Christopher Nolan and, and what is that? Watch that. I watched that since I watched that movie like a couple of years ago and I watched that movie numerous times after it, it, it opened up this whole world for me for lucid dreaming. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Um, knowing that you're awake in a dream and that you're dreaming right now and you can start creating whatever you want in a dream. Um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, so let me give you some little bit of tips if you guys want to start lucid dreaming tonight. Um, number one is don't, if you're going to bed at a certain time, if you want to bed at a certain time, whatever it is, be, get rid of electronics an hour before you go to bed because the light from your phone and it, it, it just for me for me personally when I when I stop doing that when I stop putting watch it look looking at my phone before I go to bed or anything looking at my laptop producing music whatever it is I realized I was able to calm down more and you know what I mean go to go to sleep faster and I was able to go into a dream state quicker but also the dream number two is to set an alarm for about four to five or six hours after you go to bed and set it right set the alarm and when you wake up from that alarm turn off but don't be startled by it. just be calm just be aware that it's going off 
but don't be don't be don't be scared by it okay so turn it off and your body would want but your at that point your body wants you to go to sleep this is you this is when you're in your um you're in your ram sleep right um and so what ram okay well ram sleep is REM sleep is is a uh it's like your rapid your rapid eye eye movement sleep right so um your your REM your REM sleep is okay fuck all that shit for now fuck all that shit for now okay so basically number one turn your phone off whatever little electronics before you go to bed an hour before you go to bed number two set an alarm wake and then number three wake up and your body will your body's looking to go to sleep after you wake up but try to try to fight the feeling of your body trying to go well don't fight the feeling of your body go to sleep let your body go to sleep but let your mind your mind also wants to go to sleep but keep your mind uh awake try to keep your mind aware that you're going to sleep right and that's when all the dreams that's when you start seeing figures and and you start seeing uh, certain imagery behind your behind your eyelids, and that's when you you know you're starting to go into a, a, a dream state. And be aware of those images, and be aware of those those Im those uh, those things that you see, and know that that's you're about to go into a dream. And then once you're in that dream, um, you'll start to realize that you're dreaming. And at that point, you want to look at your hands. The first thing you want to do, look at your hands. If they're blurry, don't get startled just know that you're in a dream and those are the three main things i would say before you go to bed is to like i said an hour before you go to sleep don't look at your phone and or your or any electronics at all number two set your alarm for four four or six hours after you go to sleep and number three let your body go to sleep but let your mind stay awake and know that your body's going to sleep and it'll be hard for some people. Um, oh, and oh, sorry, I'm gonna slip in. Uh, number, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this as a she has number one. Throughout your day, if you have, if you, if you can be aware that you're awake, is look at your hands once. I look at my hands probably once. I try to look, I try to look at my hands once or twice every maybe hour or so, or something like that. And say to yourself, well, I'm awake because once you go to sleep and you're about to go to sleep you'll you'll you have that you'll have that mindset that you've been trying to lose a dream all day like you've been you know what i mean and then you'll finally figure that you're in a dream once you're in a dream so yeah number one is to think of things think of things that you, when you're awake think know what you know that you're awake look at your hands once every hour once every whatever two hours if you can and realize that you're and say to yourself i'm awake in your head say to yourself i'm awake or you say it a lot if you want to um Say yourself that I'm awake, and then by the time you go to bed, you've all day you've been thinking about lucid dreaming, so you, you're more likely to dream during that day or during the night. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, so don't be frustrated on your first night if you don't lucid dream. Um, just keep doing the, those little things. Look at your hands during the day, once or twice every two hours or an hour, and say to yourself, "I'm awake." Go to sleep. Don't phone. Set your alarm, and then know that you're going you're going to a dream state right uh those are really the big things about lucid dreaming uh, there might be other things that's just what works for me kind of thing um you can look up any other things you guys might feel like 
Um, you've always heard different. If you have heard different, I don't know, message me on Instagram and let me know what you guys have heard. And maybe um, it could it could work out to maybe be the same thing. Or if it works for you, do whatever works for you. Those are just my things. Those are just my opinions. Do what the fuck you want to do. Um, don't just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Oh, shit. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? My glasses. Oh, shit. It sounds louder in my microphone than it probably does when it fucking falls. Can you guys hear all this shit? I wonder if you guys can hear all this shit. That's crazy. I can hear all shit in my microphone. Uh, anyways, uh, that will conclude matters here on this episode of the Mike DiPietro podcast. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Uh, Ciao. Bye-bye. See you later.